Hello, perceptive readers. This is thinking ability number 11 for the special page. And the subject that we're talking about is this. People should be able to count on with a high amount of confidence that their supervisors, managers, and leaders, if you want to call them, can obey the basic or really the laws of the land. Now, with that being said, you know, there are certain exceptions that we can't even go into all of them during this podcast because we're actually going to a bigger subject here. But did you know what an ambassador does for all the different countries around the world? Even when they go to a major place, it could be the United Nations or what have you. Um, but did you know when they come over, they are actually given a place where you could say it's a home away from home. It's the land uh, that they're from, the land that they're on. What do I mean by that? Well, they are normally given uh, a little cottage a house, an apartment, or something that once it is purchased from them or given to them, these ambassadors, guess what? That is now considered their land, their territory. So if you were to take somebody from France, uh, to use it as an example, <clears throat> an ambassador from there, and they were to come or go to any other land or country, and and set up uh, a location there, then whatever they are building, an apartment, a house, <coughs> or something of that nature, it now becomes a territory of France. It's like they're still on France's land, you see? And that's the way it's set up. Now, why is that important to know? Because of this. There's such thing called even diplomatic immunity. See, once that transference of land and power uh, territory uh, is given to them, then did you know that even the police forces in the land, um, like if it's happened to be in the United States, <coughs> they cannot even just walk up in there. See, now I'm talking from decades ago. Now something could have changed. But they could not even just walk up into that diplomatic immunity or that territory or whatever the ambassador is for. They would actually have to get uh, permission, go through proper protocols and everything else uh, to address whatever the issue happens to be. You see, and there is such a thing, excuse me, I kind of got ahead of myself that talks about, you know, diplomatic immunity. Uh, but sometimes people request that <clears throat> for different reasons because they may feel they're being persecuted for their rights or even political views where they may run to another uh, country or what have you. But it, that's not the scope of what we're talking about here. I see, I just want you to know that there's just a protocol that is carried out, <clears throat> not even law enforcement can just walk up in there and perform search warrants and all those type of things. At least I told you was my understanding decades ago. Now, if that's changed, please let me know. 
So with that being said, though, what is the ambassador's purpose? The ambassador's purpose is to actually promote their land, you see, their country's interests, whether it's establishing trade deals, other type of economical, you know, connections, but also the main important part for having a whole bunch of ambassadors happens to be to avoid fraction fighting or wars and things of that nature, that everything could be taken care of on that ambassador level. So you can have a president in one country that, uh, you know, things are getting very heated for one reason or the other. And then you can have a president of another country that that's upset about whatever it may be. And they could actually uh, not necessarily right away get on the phone and talk to one another they can actually go through the ambassadors just to find out what's going on over here and this and that and they can avoid a lot of problems you see and so that's one of their uh responsibilities to maintain the the peace okay but once again you will find there's a lot of protocol involved no uh, not supposed to be shooting from the hip on this and that. And see, and people expect that. People expect it. People respect it. You see, the time, um, the protocol uh, that is involved. And so, there you go. You have ambassadors and things of that nature. Respect, dignity, and those persons are appointed or put in those positions. Why? Because they've normally gone through, let me tell you, some years of training, years of training, uh, experiences to wield that type of authority and power. And see, that's what I want to emphasize. They have gone through a variety of uh, experiences. See, not just book knowledge, um, but actually real life. Well, as I mentioned, sometimes people say, you know, this is just the best we have in this and th or that, but we're not focusing on it. I can just tell you that this is the reason why people normally view uh, such responsibilities uh, with importance. And this is why they also expect for such ones in these different responsibilities and authority uh, to at least not only know what the interests are of their land, but to also be able to obey the laws of the land their own, you see, and to respect and dignify the laws of the land of whatever country they happen to be in as well. Even though, again, that uh, territory of theirs is considered like neutral territory and I already explained about that. Now, let's talk about Joseph. You know, over the past uh, uh, several years, uh, I've heard a variety of different people talk about Joseph and what he went through in order to, you know, end up being second in command, if you will, in the land of Egypt, you know, second only to Pharaoh. 
And see, and the thing about that, what I want to emphasize, you heard me talk about protocol, respect and dignity. See, what I want you perceptive readers to be able to do is when you read God's word, the Bible, not just take one section, but actually remember and meditate on all God has already shown you or taught you so that you can really apply these different um, people, characteristics, and scenario to see which one fits with this one or that one. Okay, what do I mean by that? Talking about with Joseph. If you notice, once he went through all the hardship that he did, you know, endure uh, with God's help, then he was put in charge of distributing, you know, the foods throughout the land. Uh, to organize uh, things in that way. And you can tell uh, from reading the scriptures, at least this is what I, I gather, you know, he was exercising his authority in an upright and just way. And I really just don't, I, you know, see, I don't know. See, this is where, you know, you get into thinking ability, where you're just thinking out loud. So you can just take it with a, you know, grain of salt or value if you think that way. But I just couldn't imagine Joseph being in that type of authority. And he still had a lot of little um, uh, disrespectful people really just running around, destroying all the silos and, uh, and things of that nature. I, I, I just couldn't see that without him using his authority to straighten that out. Do you? Do you? And see, if you can tell Joseph was loved by God, he had a good heart. But could you really see him straightening out matters to protect the resources being viewed as he was getting revenge? <laughs> the crooks didn't have the right to be taken, whatever. If that would have been happening, like I said, I don't even think that was most likely happening. But see, I don't know. Nobody. That is just, you see, a thought. All the same, it is to show you what type of authority that he had, though. You can be sure if he was sucking only to Pharaoh in that land, you know, uh, he could squash, uh, to use that, um, expression, dissension of that way of persons who were actually working against the food stuff and the resources getting to the places where they needed to be. And you know, that's, that's just a thought. Remember, this is not all explained in the scriptures. This is just a thinking ability thought. So still in this scenario, imagine like when Joseph brothers came, remember they were the ones who started all of this hardship on them from um, envy, you see, from envy. And, you know, you can read those accounts in Genesis and see if it doesn't make you sad. You see, to see just how envious persons can get. You know, we've already talked about Cain. We've talked about Esau. Well, the same thing with Joseph's brothers, you see. It didn't matter that he was actually blood and that their father loved him dearly. No, they just wanted to get rid of him. But notice the change. When they came, you know, to get food stuff and Joseph started putting them to 
the test to see if they changed, to see if uh, they were still, um, you know, to find out other information about the father and, and things of that nature. Uh, but see, that was justified. It was certainly smart and wise of Joseph to even do that. And see, I'll notice what happened in the process. See, Joseph's brothers, did they, if you really think about it, even though they went through a lot of hardship and pain or, or think about, you know, as they talked about it among themselves at times because of the way Joseph did things, guess what? They still humbled themselves, even by showing, you see, uh, the continued proper respect and dignity of someone in that position. I admit, even before they knew who Joseph was, but see, even afterwards, uh, from what we can see, um, the accounts show that. And so I'm sharing this with you because sometimes, you know, uh, persons may go through a hardship or ordeal along the line of Joseph when they're there in a situation where, you know, they might need to be helping the very person who did this to them or what have you. But see, this is where I talk about you got to take everything into consideration about the Bible. You may be showing a heart like Joseph. However, the person you're dealing with may not be showing the repentant or humility heart that his brothers finally end up having. See, they still may be showing a heart of Cain. They still may be showing a heart of Esau. And other examples where, you know, persons like Jehu was raised up, where the land became so bad, even by the, you know, by the king, uh, that things had to be, had to be addressed. So here's the thing. Mercy was capable to give with Joseph and his brothers because what? They're realizing their repentance Maybe, you know, a change of heart, if you will. You could see that in Judah, you see. And that account, the way that Judah really just uh, took the lead in, in talking and, and, and um, expressing, you know, what he knew or felt or what have you. You could see already maybe a possibility why God was saying, yes, because of the way Judah was responding then he would be the main tribe of Judah that the Prince of Peace would even come through. You see? But still, picking the scenario that you need. You see, that's why I use the example with Joseph. Do you think that if Joseph's brothers wouldn't, you know, would not have had a change of heart, and would have been the same type of persons that actually threw him into all this hardship. How do you think Joseph would have responded then? Do you think once again, there just would have been a little bit more carefulness on what he had to do to make sure that those brothers of his wouldn't cause some type of heartache or headache again on that level. You know, it's just a thought. 
All the same, we know how it did work out, but that's one thing I want you to keep in mind when it comes to protecting your livelihood, your property, your hand nail, if you will. Yes, if somebody wrongs you, of course, you know, you don't want to try to hold on it to so much that it's really destroying your whole psyche and mental outlook. But but all the same, it doesn't mean you still allow them to run over top of you. You see, when they have no business doing what they're doing and you know what position of authority and responsibility you have to protect what you have at large. And this is pleasing in God's eyes. This was a thinking ability. Number 11, perceptive readers. Thank you for being here and you have a very wonderful day. Okay. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.